What's going on, guys? Nikhil and Lucas back for another episode of Hip Hop Hype Hour. Spooky edition today, I guess. Uh, happy Boo. Halloween. Even happy, though it's yeah. <laughs> still the 30th, but I mean, we record on Saturdays usually, so just a day off. Um, I know a lot of my friends have been living it up, uh, celebrating Halloween, as is the trend, I guess, in college these days. What have you been doing? You've been compiling code. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've been working, but I've been watching the Twilight Zone, too, to get in the mood, bro. Oh, it's on, it's on uh, Hulu. It's classic. Yeah, I know you've had a busy week based on what you've told me with uh, work and everything, but not yeah, busy, but not <laughs> like that's how it goes, though. That, that's full time life. I've been pretty busy, too. I mean, registering for my final semester and then also working on a few assignments that are kind of piling up now. But mm-hmm. other than that, um, pretty nice week so far as usual. And I guess right in fitting of the Halloween theme, and we're doing a 21 Savage Spotlight today. We were kind of thinking, it's like, what should we do for Halloween? I feel like this is the closest we can get when it comes to like hip hop and Halloween, right? right? It's not like, it's not a space like pop where everyone's dropping like these funky Halloween songs or whatever, you know what I mean? It's like, you have certain artists who have a certain aesthetic and a certain theme. And sometimes they like putting out more dark sounding music around this time. And I feel right. like 21 Savage just does it very frequently, right? He's he's multiple times dropped either singles or like albums on Halloween. Mm-hmm. So I felt and, it was the most fitting. Yeah, yeah. Also, like, you know, there's other artists, I think, that are more like Halloween horror core type stuff, right? Like, mm-hmm. you know, Suicide Boys have more themes like that. Uh clipping has like some very dark albums but this is like the best artist that we listen to right like this is the coverage this is what everyone's gonna know it's time to do 21 savage spotlight Mm -hmm. you know this man has been on so many great features in the past years like it's time bro right yeah definitely speaking of um you know spooky sounding music i guess we can talk a little bit about some of the news here so new single from uzi called demon high so that didn't sound spooky actually well the name right like the name is yeah the name is the only thing i I guess that's the only thing that fits right um so interesting direction he's going with here one of my friends described it really well he called it like punk pop from uzi i think that's what it kind of sounds like um and i kind of like the direction he's going here i feel like uzi is one of those artists where there's too many people who just say oh we want 2016 uzi or whatever right right but um the fact that he's changing it up here and trying something a little bit different i think is kind of nice and overall i like the way it sounded um yeah i mean i i did too from like a rap perspective like okay. if you're looking at it like oh uzi's a rap artist pivoting to like this more like punk pop sound mm-hmm. like i like it but like as someone who grew up listening to a lot of like punk pop and stuff like that uh you know it's pretty like run-of-the-mill average right. like the song didn't blow me away from that direction but from a rap direction it's nice to see these artists like like uh you know even though we talked about young thugs album more than enough mm-hmm. like it's nice to see in my opinion them experimenting with a different direction exactly so i really hope he takes this and runs with it and uh like gets in his zone with it you know because right. i i see that he's got like the wheels turning for this uh-huh. new sound yeah yeah i don't know what this means in terms of like a new project from uzi because it's been almost two years, more like a year and three quarters or so since um, Eternal Take and the Deluxe now, which obviously yeah. there was a huge gap between Love is Rage 2 and that project. I mean, we were waiting on Eternal Take almost two years, like more than that even. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just trying to think here, like 
based on what we've seen in the past, I don't know if this is indicative of anything just because like Uzi is one of those artists who tends yeah. to randomly drop singles and like them not meaning much, you know? Right. Uh, so, cause remember he dropped a random track out of nowhere called free Uzi in like 2019. And then it got removed from streaming or something like that. I don't even yeah. know what happened with that song. You but, know, like this whole, his whole class of artists, right. Is his like freshman class. I feel like all of them, like that's just like a reminiscent of their SoundCloud origins. That they'll yeah. just like drop Lucy's sometimes for the fans. Right. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, I wouldn't read into it too much yet. Exactly. It could mean something's on the way next. I would expect something early next year if we're going to get something. Yeah, well, I mean, Uzi just had such a weird run in the, like, quote-unquote rollout for Eternal to take, if you want to call it a rollout, because the album kind of just appeared out of nowhere on, like, a very short notice, right? Um, Mm -hmm. I don't even think it was like officially confirmed or anything. I just remember people be like, Uzi has finally dropped Eternal a Take or something like that. Like, oh, there was a little it. bit of lead up into it. A little it. bit. Because we like, got that track, Futsal Shuffle. Yeah, Futsal right? Shuffle, yeah. And, but the weird thing was in early 2018, I only remember this because it was like right when I started college. It was like he was teasing this song, New Paddock or whatever. And then New oh, Paddock yeah. finally dropped and it was supposed to be the lead single and it never materialized into anything more than that. And then free Uzi drop later. There were even a couple of other songs uh, that like peppered in there. And I don't remember what they were called, but uh, yeah, like Uzi is just a very weird artist with, he acts very spontaneously on very weird release schedules. So I don't know if this means he's yeah. gearing up for a new project. Cause there was something about like the pink tape or something. There was like this rumor that he was going to drop something. So maybe it is, maybe it isn't. We'll just, I guess time we'll will see. tell, right? Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. Other than that, one other thing I wanted to talk about uh, was there was actually a new Megan Thee Stallion project that dropped um, on Friday. And I was going to point this out because it surprisingly did not seem to get a lot of publicity. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, like I, I saw and I thought, well, that, this has to be like just like a Megan Thee Stallion single or something, right? right. Like there's no there's way a this whole is a project. One track project. No one's talking about it. Like yeah. I didn't see anyone talking about it at least. And, you know, I, I thought that, you know, Megan had like a pretty strong following after mm-hmm. uh, this past summer, like songs did really well. And yeah. And I mean, we've talked about yeah. we've talked about this a few times. I mean, I, I honestly think just this supports what I've said in the past. And obviously, you know, people have had objections to what I've said, but I still stand by it in the sense that she totally has her like core fan base and core following. Right. Like, you know, her right. core fans really, really love her. They love her music and she's one of their like favorite artists. Right. But I feel like outside of her core fan base, she doesn't penetrate the pop space as much as you would think like she 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 charts with some songs certainly but like it's still primarily like outside of that tiktok shell there's not much going there because like she has her core fans but it's very it doesn't make sense that an artist of that caliber who's charted to the level that she has would drop a project that gets like no publicity you know what i mean yeah that's fair that's, that's that, fair. the only reason i've been like this has been in my head the past few days. I've been trying it's to like, like you don't know what to make of it, right? Right. It's like, like mm-hmm. because for someone who's had like song, the huge songs, like I like think about Lil Nas X, like his new project, like oh yeah, that got attention, right? People were talking like, oh, like Lil Nas X dropped Montero, right? New project. It also got more attention because it wasn't able to dethrone CLB, right? So that was another big talking point, but it was still mm-hmm. being talked about nonetheless. So right. I'm just confused as to why this hasn't gotten attention. And well, all the the other thing is all the sources I follow, right? Like on Twitter, usually I'll follow like daily rap facts or something. And every mm-hmm. Thursday they'll put out a list like new music dropping tonight. This was not on their list. 
And you know, this is an account that's pretty accurate. It, they, they list out pretty much every major rap project that's releasing that evening or that week. And this wasn't mm-hmm. on there. So it just adds more to it. Like even they, it didn't come to mind for them, right? Well, that, well, that leads me to think, and, and you know, I guess because I don't follow Megan Thee Stallion that much. Uh-huh. Was this a surprise drop? I, I feel like it was. I like, I feel like though. this might have been a I surprise drop, like not planned. We'll look this up. Well, I we'll really get don't some- know. Yeah, let's let's here. fact check this. And in that case, you know, like I can understand why it hasn't gone insane. Like there wasn't much publicity leading up to it. If right. it was a surprise drop, but then like other artists can do surprise drops. Like hasn't Drake done a surprise drop before? Yeah, Dark Lane demo tapes. Yeah, <laughs> and it it did how much numbers? Yeah, Huge. exactly. Um, so I don't know. We'll, I'll look this up as we, as we move okay, on, sure, but yeah, it is surprising to see an artist of that caliber drop, um, and not really have like that much of an impact yet. That's mm-hmm. what I thought. Yeah. hundred percent. All right. Well, uh, before we jump into stuff about 21, definitely wanted to talk about some show updates here. Cause I was thinking about it. It's like, it's October 30th. We've got like two months on the dot now left in this calendar year. So uh, which is roughly about seven to eight episodes, right? So I was kind of just thinking, it's like, where are we going from here for the rest of the year? So um, next week, I think might be a good idea for us to do a day in Vegas preview because we are going to that festival here in just two weeks now. Um, and for that reason, the week of November 13th, I guess we will not have an episode because we will be seeing some of these artists live in person and we will be busy. So yeah, um, yeah so we might do a preview of Day in Vegas next week and then make would make sense to do a recap the week after when we get back, right? Um, November 27th, I guess, is TBD because it will be Thanksgiving. So we'll have to see what our schedules look like and where we're at around that time. And that basically will take us right into December from there. Um, hopefully we get a, that new project from the weekend or at least like some new music by then because it's like right. a month in advance, right? Um, definitely want to squeeze in that what if episode at some point, right? Oh, yeah. Um, and definitely still need to get guests on the show here. It, it's been because of our what how our schedule and timeline has ended up playing out, it's become difficult to do over the past few weeks because like obviously artist spotlights doesn't make a lot of sense for us to bring a guest on. And if we're doing these day in Vegas preview and recap, it's like that's unique to us, right? Mm-hmm. So no point bringing a guest on there who's not going to a festival, yeah. <laughs> um, right? And then Thanksgiving will cause all sorts of scheduling conflicts with people spending time with family, with travel and whatnot, right? So. Mm-hmm. We'll see if we even do an episode that week. I mean, it will be the following weekend, but nonetheless, we'll have to take a look at that. Um, But hopefully come December, as people start winding down with college and maybe being on vacations from work and stuff, we can start to get some more people back on here and uh, get that engagement going. But yeah, that's what we have going on with the show. Um, We're not stopping anytime soon. we're We're still going, but... Uh, that's just what we have look to look out for over the next several weeks. Yes, sir. So if you're ready, let's go ahead and jump in with the stuff about 21 Savage. So this will let's probably be more like a traditional spotlight just because I do want to go over their entire, you know, body of work. Cause it's, it's been like, he's been around for almost seven years. Right. Now, right? So right. we have substance to talk about, so we'll get right into it. So Early life. Um, real name is Shea bin Abraham Joseph. I feel like a lot of people don't know that. People either just call him 21 Savage or just 21, right? Everyone knows who knows who they're referring to. Um, yeah. For legal reasons, he was born in the UK. I know that was a huge meme on Twitter. Uh, we will talk about that here shortly. Uh, but just to, so we're clear here, 
for legal reasons, born in the UK, and then moved to Atlanta at age seven with his mother. It's um, funny. I don't I mean, for legal reasons, like for all intents and purposes, right? He was born <laughs> in the UK. I don't get why you're you're like disclaimer, like legally, like yeah. Yeah, he was born in the UK, man. He he lived there for a while, right? Yeah, surprisingly. I mean, it's funny how nobody knew that until that news broke. That's who during the Super Bowl, like, it was oh, just, yeah, yeah. It was crazy. I remember uh, my friends and I, we were in our dorm lobby watching the Super Bowl. That was an experience, man. First, okay, 2019 Super Bowl, Rams, Patriots. First of all, the game was horrible, dude. Three to oh, 10. Yeah. So I remember that very well. Um, and I just remember we're in the lobby of our dorm watching it on the big screen. I'm just on my phone. And then I see like, what? Hey, yo, like 21 Savage got arrested by ice. What the hell? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then, not even 30 minutes later, you see all these memes coming up about 21 Savage. It's like, oh, 21 Savage forgot his tea and crumpets. Ha, ha, ha. Yeah, yeah. Like the British like, jokes. Oh, I thought that was so gosh, funny. Right? Dude, that was horrible. And, and then after that, you get probably one of the most booty halftime performances ever by Travis Scott. Like falling oh, out yeah. of the sky with the meteor and then performing sicko mode with no auto-tune. This is the series of events that was going on that day was hilarious. Excuse me. What a time to be alive, man. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we'll talk more about that shortly. <laughs> but yeah, his early life, other than I guess all that. So age seven through, I guess, when he started rapping. So very rough life as a kid, right? He was mm-hmm. banned from his entire school district in seventh grade for gun possession. He got sent to juvie, completed eighth grade, but then he dropped out of high school his freshman year, joined a Bloods affiliated street gang and started dealing drugs like on a regular basis. Like that's mm-hmm. all he was doing. Uh, He lost many friends to gang violence as like a teenager. 2013, he was shot six times by rival gang members on his 21st birthday, right? So I feel like the name 21 Savage is not who he is anymore, but it's definitely like a reflection of like his upbringing pretty much, right? Right. I I think it's interesting, like, um, and and, you know, this is going out on the conspiracy theory, like Mm -hmm. not really, but like going out in that area that like, you can almost view it as like 21 Savage, like, you know, is like this alternative persona of like who mm-hmm. he was like that person died that's not who he is anymore mm-hmm. but like that's who he was and he's like keeping that alive through this music um mm-hmm. because like as we'll talk about later he's definitely changed his life right he's really big into oh, philanthropy yeah, sure. um I, I mean i wish i could meet him like he seems like a great guy right <laughs> but like now th- th- this version yeah. of him maybe he was not doing the robbery version of him right <laughs> Car theft, robberies, drug dealing, gang violence, gun possession. Right. Like, it's like the laundry list, man. He was definitely like involved heavily. Yeah. He was right. a weird dude, too. Like, I think everyone remembers that interview, like, it's a knife or whatever you know, <laughs> I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. man. And it's funny because I guess that ended up being the inspiration for his first studio album, which we'll talk it's about. It's album. Right. It's album. Yeah. Um, I want to talk about his overall musical style before we get into some of his other works here. But mm-hmm. yeah, you know, Metro Boomin, obviously a very frequent collaborator. I mean, who who has Metro not frequently right. collaborated <laughs> with, right? Like so many people. But with 21 and Metro, like there's something special there. I feel like they both complement each other. Whereas other artists Metro has worked with, Metro elevates the artist, but the artist doesn't necessarily elevate Metro. You know what right. I mean? I feel like with this, it's like a very symbiotic relationship, right? It's like the beats are made for 21 Savage and 21 Savage was made for Metro's beats. You know what I mean? It's just, yeah, it's such a great working relationship they've had. And like three projects that they've done together, like fully, you know, we've had Savage Mode, which we'll discuss. We've had, what was it? 
without warning. And then yes. we've had Savage Mode 2, right? Yeah. As well as Not All Heroes, where Capes, where 21 contributed quite a bit. So mm-hmm. they worked together so much in the past. And, you know, he, Metro called him one of the last real street dudes left making music. Cause like he is like straight from the streets, right? Everything right. I just described, like that's where he came from. It's not like some of these other artists we've talked about who have like, you know, been doing like poetry and like excelled in English class from the beginning or they were like acting as or already involved in the fine arts in some way right this is like straight up like from the streets to music like even more like than Pop Smoke right I feel like he was even more in the life than like Pop Smoke was because he Pop Smoke was still so young when he like you know really burst out on the scene and everything um but yeah you know that's that was Metro's quote about him he, his lyrics are very autobiographic and this is what you were talking about all mm-hmm. his lyrics like reference like a lot of the violence and the life that he used to be part of yeah and it's kind of his theme you know he raps about it in pretty much every song you know what i mean right uh, and, and he'll like name drop locations too he'll be like exactly. i was trapping in this house on the street. in this house it yeah. adds authenticity right like you're like okay you know this guy's about mm-hmm. it like he's like <laughs> yeah 100 percent yeah and then uh, this is also, I wanted to point out again, it's not who he is anymore, but it's a part of who he was. And then it mm-hmm. reflects through his music, right? And vocally, this was a really great quote that I saw about him. He has a villainous monotone drawl. And yeah. I think that's a really great, concise way to describe it, right? Because it does sound kind of villainous, like kind of eerie, dark, and kind of aggressive sounding. Um, mm-hmm. But it is very monotone, right? Like he has typically like one sound that he just executes very well. Right. Um, no one else really sounds like him. He has like his own sort of his own accent a little bit and like his own way of enunciating certain words and how he Right. And it's things. interesting that it works so well because like uh, right. that monotone rapping style really has fallen out of favor in recent years, right? Like look at other artists like Young Thug and uh-huh. like, you know, it just seems like, and like this whole new generation of um, whatever you want to call it, emo rap, I guess, is like the best. Well, I feel like for it, even right? Savage, like, 21 Savage has evolved a lot. And I mean, sure. you can see that on I Am Greater Than I Was, which we'll talk about, right? So yeah. you definitely see the evolution there. But the one thing I do like is he's like stuck with like the same three ad libs, like all yeah. throughout. It's like 21 on God and like straight up. Those are the three ad libs. No, no, right? he's got Slaughter Gang too. Slaughter Gang's there too. Yeah. There, there's like a few. He's added a few like as he's went. But it's like so constant and it's like easy to learn. Like, okay, yeah. So funny story, right? I think I've talked about this on the show before, but like I did like a, a project where like I taught an AI basically mm-hmm. to write like rap verses based on an yeah. artist mm-hmm. and the artist it had the easiest time with was 21 savage because it would always just like throw in like 21 21 21 or slaughter gang or like i remember Southside. like it would throw in all the catchphrases you started <laughs> copying good. and copying and pasting me lyrics that was hilarious yeah you, you know you could have been full they were like dang it's the actual 21 lyrics which by the way for any of our like uh computer science people maybe we're listening i think it's available on github so if anyone wants to go clone the project and try it out it's available isn't it yeah it's on my github so just just check it out but i think there is a little bit of a barrier to entry i think it takes a while to get set up and run yeah but it's there if you're really is there it's out there so if anyone's interested dm lucas um (laughs) (laughs) anyway yeah you know i feel like with 21 and those ad libs I've always thought felt that the artists who are like very, very successful, they have something very signature, like signature and iconic about them. Even if it's very subtle, it's just like people remember it. Travis has hit at his ad libs, right? Like the it's lit straight up, like (laughs) 
like let's go he's added let's go recently um even drake has like a signature like he always does that yeah at the beginning of every single song right oh yeah even though it's very subtle it's like people does people make memes about it so you know that it's something that is there definitely Mm -hmm. um trying to think of other artists who have like a signature thing that they do i know there's other ones out there right even uzi has like some signature ad libs that like sometimes yeah yeah the weekend also has like some signature vocalizations that you'll hear in his music right so these are like very very little things that I think the best artists have a very subtle thing that's unique to them. It's like their, their personality, music, right? Like, yeah, it's, it's a bit identifiable. of in the music, right? And, and I think 21 Savage's music is like full of his personality, right? Yeah, like it, it definitely comes through. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'll jump into some of his early music there. So uh, 2015, 2016 is really when he started to slowly break out onto the scene, right? Mm-hmm. So rela- it released two like early mixtapes that i mean they have a couple of songs that maybe people listen to but these mixtapes are not like huge or anything like that right slaughter tape and slaughter king right um consider these like his before the fame projects right right you know it's very interesting because he essentially started rapping after he was shot six times which is obviously like a near-death experience for Mm -hmm. him like for anyone you know uh but he quickly became like a prominent underground rap figure not really sure how he gained his popularity but he did right so very quickly became uh, like prominent on like soundcloud and underground yeah so a lot of those people who are very interested in underground rap like they knew who he was um and they really enjoyed these mixtapes, Slaughter Tape and Slaughter King. They have a rawness to them that his newer projects, even Savage Mode, don't have. Just don't have. They're very, very just like gritty and pure and authentic, like 21 Savage, right? Like what he used to be before all this. And that's why I think maybe he became such an underground sensation, right? It was like, um, you could tell, like, like I said, you know, his personality oozed through, like his life oozed through his music. You really got that as a listener. And especially like, I haven't listened to these full mixtapes, but I've heard like some songs off them before because I, so. I like back in high school, right? When I was in high school, I had a friend who was really into SoundCloud and he was always digging for okay. the SoundCloud artists. And he showed me 21 Savage, I think in 2015, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it's so, like around this time, I think it was something off the Slaughter King mixtape. So, yeah. Um, yeah, like that definitely, you know, like you, you get that sense. It's kind of like the same thing with Kendrick, I feel like, right? Like if you mm-hmm. listen to Good Kid, Mad City, you get the sense you're in Compton, you're living that because it's just so like personal, right? right? And the I kind of thing from 21 Savage, right? Like it's so personal. You feel Definitely. like you're in Atlanta, like bird's eye, like watching, <laughs> watching these things happen, right? I don't know if I want that, but anyway. Okay, um. <laughs> but, but you, that's just what I feel like, right? Like okay. it's very vivid. He's very descriptive, right? Yeah, sure. His, his lyrics. He's 100%. like, yeah. So that was basically what he had going. So uh, Slaughter Tape was 2015 and Slaughter King was like early 2016, right? So 2016, 2017 is really where things start blowing up, right? So uh-huh. he kicks off the year by being named to the double XL freshman list, right? And this was probably the most stacked freshman class we've had yeah. in our, like the past decade. The 2016 freshman class. Yeah, it's just to Uzi name a few. Savage. Uzi, Savage, Kodak, Yachty, Denzel Curry. Who am I missing? That was like the main, the core group, right? Yeah, I think was Blueface in this group too, or was he so. in the next year? He was much I don't later. remember. Yeah, he was okay. Like, but yeah, they, it was a great group and they all had like, they killed it on the cypher, right? Yeah, oh, that like, cypher is uh, one of the best. Yeah. Um, it was a DJ drama produced beat, right? You heard the gangsta grills in there, mm-hmm. right? And then 
they all had really great verses. I mean, I think Denzel started off. Yachty had a great verse. Uzi, uh, Uzi started off. It was like Uzi, Denzel, Yachty, 21, Kodak. And, and they had like fun chemistry too, right? Like really if you watch chemistry. that, if you watch that video, yeah, you see them mm-hmm. like kind of goofing around. Like it's, it's really fun to watch. Yeah. And you can also make the case that all of those artists have become very, very popular some more than others but they've all managed to have some degree of relevancy whereas you've had other freshman classes where people have had like their shine for maybe a few months or maybe even a year and then then fell off hard yeah i mean just to name a few we barely ever talk about block boy on this do you remember block boy jv yeah dude fell off dude like one of my friends described it i i asked him like Yo, like what happened to Block Boy? And he goes, Oh, dude fumbled the bag. <laughs> it's like you got a Drake co-sign and oh, he had one of the biggest songs of 2018 with Look Alive. Yeah. His producer is more popular than him. Like, that's not supposed to happen. No one even knew about Take Heath until that song, right? Yeah. Um, and remember the Block Boy dance, like the little like uh like fist movement thing. Like everyone was oh, doing yeah. that. Yeah, everyone was doing that, and it became a huge thing. And now it's like people just forgot about Block Boy. And he even had Rover 2.0, which was featuring 21 Savage, right? And man, I don't know. Block Boy just completely he, I think he fumbled the bag the hardest, you know. Hey, he even yeah. had a had a goofy ad lib. Like, what was that sound he makes? It's like like a wire or something. I, <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't I know, <laughs> but I can't, I'm not even gonna try to reproduce it here. <laughs> I shouldn't have done that. Everyone's gonna hear me do that now. Yeah, it was exactly inclining <laughs> really now. Oh man, but yeah, Block Boy fumbled the bag there. I think even Lil Pump has fallen off. You know, when was the oh, last yeah. time Lil Pump has not been relevant since Gucci Gang, bro? And even then, I don't think he deserved that. That's not true, bro. Don't forget the Kanye song. Oh, uh, couch Kanye. (laughs) Couch Kanye. Couch couch Kanye, Um, But yeah, what you're saying is absolutely right. Like, it seems like in recent years, all the freshman classes have maybe had one artist at the most. Like, I I can't remember, like, a really strong freshman class in the past four years i think i've mentioned this before but one of the ciphers i want to say it was 2019 or something but it was block boy jb lil pump and smoke perp oh my god oh, so bad that was awful like that was actually a disgrace to music and then yeah. do you remember the the lil keed cypher yes oh that was just almost, like stop he was like died worse. bro it was even worse he couldn't even rap he like just like lost himself he was just like uh and you know what the funniest part is that it's actually a real song. So it wasn't even an authentic freestyle. It's a real song. It's called Grandparents. It's off his recent project. Lil Man, Keen, bro. Lil I tried putting Keen. you on Lil Keen. Lil Clown. Lil Keen is, yeah. And I told you, I was like, get Here's me off thing. this. I was Here's like, the thing. Do- so I wasn't actually trying to put you on. I was just messing okay, with sure, you because sure, I sure. know Lil, Lil Keen is a, like not, he, he's had some great songs, but overall, like, Lil Keen, you know, um you were just like testing me you're like does this guy have good music taste will he say Lil exactly. Keed is good because I hype him yeah and the answer is no Lil Keed's not good but I think I pretty much just went through like a lot of these artists on double XL who fell off so there was there was Block Boy, Lil Pump, Smoke Perp was another one um but 2016 class incredible because yeah. you have Uzi obviously huge artist in hip-hop and R&B right I mean Eternal Take did in the 300,000s for right. sale so he's huge um Kodak obviously has been, I mean, he was in prison for a while, but Kodak has 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 had popular songs. Yeah. Like 
I think Kodak is garbage. Like I hate his music. Like I <laughs> can't even comprehend what he's saying. Like I hate Kodak Black. I don't like his music, but I, I can't like deny the fact that like, like you people, recognize he's yeah. recognizable. People know the name Kodak Black. And I mean, he's had popular songs. Tunnel Vision was really popular. Uh, ZZ with Travis and Offset was super popular, right? Yeah. Um, so he's had his moments there. Obviously Denzel Curry, a little bit more on like, like a niche space there yeah he is in, he is but, kind of in his own lane but i mean i know you are a huge fan of him and he has like a really prominent fan yeah. base there so 21 obviously arguably has is blown up just as much as uzi like they're neck and neck in terms of popularity uh and then yadi i think had a better run closer to like 2018 but he's still relevant right i mean he was just featured on donda right so yep. yadi hasn't gone away he's still a prominent figure people know who he is but that, that's kind of my aside there about double XL freshman class. 21 was in a great company there. So moving past that, uh, Savage Mode dropped in July yes. 2016. I think this was, this kind of materialized because, you know, people knew who he was now because being mm-hmm. featured on double XL. And I think Metro really liked his sound. So Metro was probably like, hey, let's work on something together. Right. And Man, was it great. <laughs> I mean, yeah, this is a classic project. Like you talk about classic hip hop projects. I classify Savage Mode as a classic. I mean, No Heart, X, Ocean Drive. Like these are songs that people still listen to, right? And yeah, this really set the course for 21 Savage. The trajectory. Like, explosion yeah. into being like one of the top rappers, right? And the thing I love about like Savage Mode is just like, uh, you know, all of the beats are just chosen so well. Like it's so cohesive, yeah. like that, that they really create like the soundscape of like these kind of like ominous minor chords. Like it's just really great to listen to. And there's something for like every time, right? Every like time of day, you know, like Ocean Drive is like driving at night. Like, you mm-hmm. know, you want to chill at night. Um, even though it is darker you can listen to stuff like uh x whenever like i i know like it's a great project for sure yeah i like to describe it it sounds kind of woozy and it's like slow rap right right it's like almost like hypnotic in some ways you know it's like very very like melancholy and kind of like um that that, this is where that drawl comes in right it's like that that's the style that 21 the raps with very different from what he does now like i feel like he's gotten much more comfortable as a rapper and he he's a lot more the, the production is a little bit more like it's better mixed i want to say like you can mm. definitely you see the rawness in this music right it's like the, i right. feel like the mixing is intentionally kind of like um rough because they wanted to give it that signature 21 savage element you know what i mean yeah um and and when I look back on this project, right, there was something particular I was going to say um, that I just kind of forgot. Oh, yeah. So when you think about like, I don't think we even talked about this on like our, um, well, we did a little bit when we talked about our what makes a good album episode, right? Mm-hmm. We said longevity is one of those things. And I, I think Savage Mode has definitely passed the longevity test. But I think what really separates like the best, like most popular rappers from just like average ones is like, how quotable are they? Oh, I mean? Like, are people using random lyrics that they say as, like, captions? And I feel like a lot of Savage Mode people were, especially from, like, No Heart, right? Like, Oh, yeah, the, No the Heart. Few, was... like, like, Young Savage, why you trapping so hard? Like, that was, like, that iconic, right? People yep, were quoting yeah. that all the time. And, like, why you got a 12-car garage, right? That was, like, another big, like, prominent line. And he's referenced that so many times in so his many lyrics times, now. Right? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it brings it back all the time. Um, not every rapper or artist is, so, is very quotable on IG. Right. There's only a few who are really able to do it. 
So, and 21 was able to do it with this one. So I think that also added value to why it was such a popular project. Mm -hmm. So we continue here past Savage Mode. I mean, signed with Epic Records in early 2017. I mean, that was, he was going to get a huge record deal. Yeah. The success of Savage Mode, right? Which was like his first major release right Com- like commercially, right before right? it was just mixtapes right it was just mixtapes right yeah and even then this wasn't a studio album this was still in the mixtape category but it was a commercial release because he right did, it was with metro right so people are he's going to get the publicity there mm-hmm. um and then his debut studio album was a year later in summer 2017 it's an album name inspired by his famous quote it's, it's a knife, a knife. yeah so th- this is what I'll say about this album. Like it had huge hits, you know, like yes, for, for bank his, account. Yeah, for huge bank account, hit. right? For a debut project from like a SoundCloud artist, like this was massive, right? You could even argue like he had the biggest debut of the artists from his class, right? Because mm-hmm. I don't even think, I don't even think Uzi, and for Uzi, it was a little different, right? Because Love is Rage 2 was his true debut studio album. And like, it almost seems like his original mixtapes like felt more like albums, right? Because he just right. reached uh, such a high level of popularity, with right? With Love is Rage, right? Yeah, yeah, with his three mixtapes that it didn't really feel like a studio album when Love is Rage dropped. Like everyone already knew who Uzi was, but for 21 Savage, like this was like a big, big deal for him. You know what I mean? And right. that, that's why I say, I think he had like the most successful debut studio album in terms of like, how popular he became from where he was right but that being said i don't think this is the best uh studio album of all those artists like definitely it it is definitely like a a studio album in the sense like it's like got a few hits on there but it, it lacks like a lot of the kind of in my opinion, like great elements of, of like a great album, right? Like it, I, it's don't, not I never, like the I never actually liked it. I, I did not really like the project. Right. There's a lot of throwaway tracks. I was really disappointed. I really feel like this was a label push. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I think the label took too much control over this one. Um, but nonetheless, I think bank account was huge for him because it did very well on the charts and kind of mm-hmm. set in stone the trajectory he was already riding as like an up and coming artist becoming more and more popular. But yeah, overall, I was per- I was kind of disappointed by his album. You know, I don't even go back and listen to it, actually. Oh, I mean, neither. Like, I, yeah, I, I don't know if anyone does. <laughs> um, I feel like it's kind of just gotten lost amongst some of 21 Savage's much better performances, mm-hmm. which is actually coming up because later on towards the end of 2017, he was featured on Post Malone's Rockstar, which is like one Ooh. of the more popular tracks of the last decade. His verse on that is insane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. insane verse. I mean, the song was number one for like forever, right? Yeah. yeah. And this is where a lot of like, pop artists or pop fans who don't know about 21 savage I heard about him yeah everyone knew who he was at this point right because he he was on one of the biggest songs of the year uh and anytime you get that it's sort of similar to like young thug on havana right yeah how much it blew up right around the same time too which is kind of crazy um so yeah yeah. i because i think you know you have like the light pop element from post malone he is definitely more in the pop space right like let's not kid ourselves but i do like like a really dark more like a hip-hop track so i really like the song that dark undertone from 21 and the verse like the 12 car garage reference it had stuff for like 21 fans but also it was approachable from a mainstream right this is what i say about like you see the evolution with his music right because it's so he's just it's much more clear like what he's rapping about he doesn't sound like he's on drugs this time yeah, you know yeah. I mean? <laughs> it, it it doesn't sound like uh 
like drowsy. It's not like it's it, not, it sounds focused. Yeah, it yeah. sounds focused. It sounds still sounds upbeat. melancholic, right? It's, yeah, it's very well mixed. Like you can tell right. that he's he's in a new like stage of his yeah. life now, right? Like he's right. moved past his like old stuff, and now he's all in about the music, and um, he's able to penetrate the pop space now. Is what clearly he was it was able to show with this track because it was great. And then he just continued like this is because 2016, 2017, he just had like in, an incredible two years, yeah. right? Like yeah. you, you think 2016 was big for him with double XL and Savage Mode. Like 2017 was even bigger because he followed up Rockstar out of nowhere and hence without the name, warning, without warning with Offset and Metro Boomin on Halloween 2017. So we're actually right at the four year anniversary um, of this project. And I love this project so much. Like this is one of my favorite collaborative efforts. Like it's just, it surprise dropped with like no further notice hence the name mm-hmm. right and there's just so many great tracks on here like the chemistry between offset and 21 savage is really really strong on this and project. metro too and right metro like, just they all pieces work together. it all together yeah. you know with the production ghostface killers is like i love that intro rick flair drip rick really, flair drip really blew up off this project and there were also other songs like rap save me which had a really great quavo feature that i really liked so mm-hmm. over and then there's also other songs like mad stalkers darth vader just such a great project like very memorable yeah we've talked about it in our uh collab album, collab episode. album episode like yep. yeah it, definitely great that's all you have to say about it i mean i've <laughs> talked about it a lot already that's why, that's why i just said that you know like i said yeah i can listen to the other episode we we give our thoughts on it like it's an awesome project it was so great because people were demanding a without warning too. It's for every every fall, every people Halloween. are like, "Oh, yeah. where's without warning too?" Because I, I guarantee Metro, on Halloween tomorrow you're gonna see people like without warning too. I yeah, bet yeah. if I search it on Twitter right now, someone said, "When's without warning too drop?" Oh, definitely, hundred percent. But now we move into 2018, 2019. So now that he's established himself, right? It's like, all right, like he's pretty much achieved like so much at this point right like he just mm-hmm. has to continue to like at this point he's just got to keep releasing music you know like the upward climb has been accomplished now right so right. that and i think as a result he had a very quiet start to 2018 you know there was not much going on for the most part um you know i i will say and i actually also missed in 2016 i didn't even talk about this um i think a lot of people forget that uh following savage mode um he actually had that track with drake sneak in right which was originally oh. supposed to be the lead single for more life that really helped pick up his popularity too you sure know, like that co-sign obviously you get that one and that was before rockstar and like all this other stuff so because that that's the actually when i started listening to him more because I hadn't even listened to Savage Mode until I heard that track. You know what I mean? And then Damn, I went back. I'm, I'm over here rolling my eyes so Dude, hard, bro. You it, cannot it, say 21 Savage is only popular. No, I, I'm Drew. not saying that. I'm 100% not. You can't say he owes his popularity to Drew. He, he doesn't. He doesn't. But okay, like, good. it definitely helped capture more fans because like, I'm one of those fans, right? Sure. Okay, that okay, okay, okay. Sure, that, sure. That is my point. That is my sure. point. I'm just saying it helped tremendously. Like that's that's my all I'm saying. Like, he he would have been fine without it, but it still nonetheless was like a big deal. Um, sure, 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 sure. Okay, so then we go over here uh, to 2018, the quiet start to the year. So um, for the beginning, uh, he was featured on Astro World, so it was NC17. So he had mm-hmm. that track with Travis towards the uh, beginning of August, and 
his really more prominent effort was his contributions on Metro's project, mm-hmm. right? Not all heroes wear capes. So you had Don't Come Out the House, which had the whisper verse, right? I think everyone talked about that. Oh, yeah. Whispered a verse, which was pretty cool. And then there was 10 Freaky Girls, which was like another um, song that ended up being pretty popular. And a lot of these were very quotable, right? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that that's what goes back to what you're saying before. Like, one of the reasons, like, he's just so, like, has such a staying power, right? It's just there's always, like, great lines you can use. Like, in addition to the ad-libs, which everyone, quote, like, 21, 21, 21, yeah, everyone quotes those. Like, just the lyrics themselves, right? Right. Yeah, so then we move forward past uh, Not All Heroes Wear Capes, which, by the way, if anyone has not listened to that project, it's such a great project because it's like Metro just working with the people he works with best, right? Yeah. You have a ton of contributions from Travis Scott on there, and it's not even entirely like a trap project, right? There's a ton of R&B on there as well. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of great Sway Lee features. One Definitely of the, shows the versatility, right? Metro's so versatile. I think one of my favorite songs is actually Space Cadet with Gunna, right? I don't you know remember if I remember it? it, but yeah, it's it's good, mm-hmm. like for sure. Yeah, there's the production on here is like insane, and I mean, right. you would expect nothing less from Metro Boomin, right? He even dropped a deluxe, which was actually like all the songs, like instrumental only, uh, which I thought. That's, was yeah, cool. I think that's really cool. I, I love when cool. a producer does that. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's a producer thing. An artist is never going to drop a instrumental right. version of their album, but yeah, Metro did, and that was really cool. This was followed up by his second studio album, I Am Greater Than I Was, December 21st, 2018. What's funny is it was actually supposed to drop on December 6th. And I think he was just trolling people because he put out a tweet and he was like, my bad, forgot to drop the album, guys. Sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> and then it he dropped was on. trolling, yeah. He was definitely trolling. Dropped on December 21st. Features from Travis Scott, Childish Gambino, Offset, J. Cole, Gunna, Lil Baby, Project Pat, Schoolboy Q. Man, this pro- this album was so good. This is such a fire project. It was such like, a turnaround from it's an album. Like right. it's an album, I was kind of like, uh, yeah, I got to pass on that one. And then like, you know, he's got these like collaborative projects, but to see him like in his element again, and mm-hmm. I am greater than I was, it's just like, wow. Like, it's, it's such it's a turnaround very, since growth. It's so upbeat compared to his past projects. Like you listen to the track a lot, right? With J. Cole, right. which ended up being really popular. By the That's way. such a great track. That's yeah. probably my favorite track off the project. And I think it's most people's, right? It's just so like such a good verse by J. Cole mm-hmm. and then such a good hook. Good verse. Yeah, and he uses 21. like an RB sample as well, which is why yeah. I'm saying like it was much more upbeat. Um, the, it had more energetic vibes as compared yeah. to like his other works, which is where the evolution really shows. And it, it didn't all sound the same. You know what I mean? Like he really mixed it up on all of his tracks. Um, yeah. Some songs I really like are, um, I, I can't even remember the name. I think 4PL is one of the tracks that I really like with Gucci Mane. Um, mm. I really like, obviously, there's a lot. I like 1.5 with Offset. 1.5, um, yeah. I also off the deluxe. I like Out for the Night Part Two because he tacked on a Travis verse onto that track. Um, Gunsmoke, can't leave without it. The one with Lil Baby and Gunna. Um, I also like his moodier tracks on this. Like, uh, mm-hmm. was it All My Friends and uh, what's the other one? Without you, like Ball Without You, right? Yeah, Ball Without You. I really. He's like got those moodier, track. like sad boy tracks too that I still think he executes well. Like, I there's such a variety of of tracks on here. Whether it's like a hardcore, mm-hmm. like street trapping track or like a heartbreak track, right? And I think that all of them have this kind of under underlying theme about like his fame and like mm-hmm. dealing with his past life versus his current life. Exactly. 
and it just works so well. Like yeah. that's, it goes back to what we were talking about that like he had, he did live this life right when he was young, but mm-hmm. now he's like an international star. <laughs> and even monster with childish gambino oh yeah also another great track so i'm looking at the plays on this project now it's actually crazy like how spread out the plays are on here because you have obviously a lot was the biggest track 500 million streams to date on spotify but all my friends has 125 million can't leave without it has 130 million ball without you has 180 million monster has 160 million right so you have multiple songs breaking the 100 million mark for stream Mm -hmm. it just shows you like how many great tracks are actually on this project because it's rare to hit that number on multiple songs on an album for an artist like 21 Savage. and this right? album was kind of long too wasn't it yeah it, like it was it's um, 20 tracks you know, or something yeah, 15 actually no it's not that long oh. it's 15 well, the, the, i'm thinking the deluxe maybe what's the deluxe at? deluxe is only like 16 because i thought really? I, I thought the deluxe was only just one song that was added and it was just the travis one are you, are you for real? I thought it was long for some reason. It's 16, 16 tracks. Out I swear, I just two. listened this more. I was just listening at the gym this morning. Like, oh, really? That shows you how much attention I was paying. But it is but like an hour at least, it's right? It's the perfect album, like 16 tracks, 55 minutes, right? Oh, like, yeah. That's what you yeah, want from an album. Yeah. That's I, what we got from Astroworld too. Like, like oh, yeah. 17 tracks, 58 minutes. Like ideal album length, I think is like one hour under mm-hmm. 20 tracks. Like those always end up being, I think, really great. Yeah, bodies of I, I agree. I agree. You know, overall. And, and, and one more thing I wanted to point out, I love it when artists hide their features. It just enhances the first time listening experience so much because oh, yeah. you're he listening and you're like, wait, is that, oh, that's who that is, right? You yeah. have those moments. Yeah. Um, Travis does it um, 21. 21. Doing yeah. It now. It's, it's great. I love hidden features. Because then when I hear a feature, it goes back to what I was saying about Donda, right? Like, I feel like the experience would have been so much crazier having heard if you that didn't for the first know, time yeah. without the listening yeah. parties, right? Because, like, imagine hearing Hurricane and then being like, wait, that's the weekend. That's the little baby and the weekend on the same Yeah. Track. And then hearing, like, Yachty on, like, um, OK, OK. Um, hearing Don Tolliver on Moon, like, for the first time. Oh, man. would have been crazy, right? I mean, so it's I, so good when you know that, right? But you're right. I, I get what you're saying. Like, it adds an extra element of hype, yeah. right? Some artists, I think the main reason a lot of artists reveal features is because they'll get more plays and streams. Right? Yeah. But it, from a music fan perspective, it's great when artists don't expose their features. Like, mm-hmm. they make it a surprise, and then you got to listen to the thing. But you're right that it only, I feel like it, it doesn't work for small artists, right? Like, they need the exactly. exposure. They need to have their name out there right Right. it only works when you have this kind of collaboration between these really big artists like this one right yeah but overall what i really liked on here is that with every subsequent project you see 21 like it's like a you see his tangible growth like as an artist is continuously getting better and incorporating new lyrics and new flows and even some new ad libs into his like music right Mm -hmm. So we moved to 2019. That was actually probably one of his most quiet years. Like he almost just immortal, a, right? Yeah, it was just the single immortal on Halloween. Again, like why are we talking about 21 Savage? Because he loves to drop stuff around this time of year. It's just like his whole like knife aesthetic and Michael yeah. Myers, like this Michael Myers aesthetic, right? Um, just fits very well with Halloween. And then he dropped that single, which was fire, by the way. Like that was a crazy track. And this was more almost like SoundCloud 21, right? Like you, it's a very gritty and like intense beat. And he's literally talking about like shooting people. <laughs> like right. this song. You know what I mean? It's very right. violent. Definitely like a horror core, like back to his. Exactly. Uh, horror roots. Core. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. So we get to 2020 and this is actually a very interesting year, obviously highly affected by COVID, but yeah. 
February 2020 is when Metro and 21 started teasing Savage Mode 2, right? And obviously this is going to get people talking because this is like a classic 21 project. Like I said, it really catapulted his popularity. And right. I think his OG fans really love this project. Like I know you really love this project. Oh yeah. That, so, uh, it's hard to say which is my favorite between Savage Mode and I Am Greater Than I Was though. Like right. they're both really good. Exactly. Yeah. So it's the beginning uh, sequel to this, like with Metro working on it. Oh yeah. It's just like, it, it's going to be crazy, right? Like this is going to be a crazy, crazy project. And this is going to be like, the refined 21 savage like the improved artist 21 right. savage now working with an improved metro boomin right because i think both of them have gotten better as oh, artists yeah. and producers respectively in the past four or five years like right. they've grown so much right right so obviously metro was working on other stuff at the beginning of the year i mean worked heavily on after hours had multiple contributions on that project um and i think covid ultimately ended up delaying savage mode too but it, it mm-hmm. got released on september 29th of that year very very well the second wasn't it the 29th was the they had morgan freeman giving like a hype the project dropped on the 29th i thought it was the second was it we gotta fact check this bro yeah i gotta look at the calendar whatever is the thursday right but it was around that time right whatever the thursday was but yeah that's what i was going to talk about next the morgan freeman narration i really liked how there was that was an overarching theme here i thought that was a really cool touch and it fit in very well And you can tell an album is put together when songs flow into each other. Because you had like one song flowing into like Glock in my lap, right? Which was a really good song. That's good. Running. Great great transition. Running was great. The samples were great, right? Which is why I say it was like very cohesive and well production. Like the production was like cohesive and well put together, sorry. And the production was phenomenal, right? Like Metro killed it. Um, But there were some elements that I felt didn't belong. I'm looking at mr right now (laughs) (laughs) yeah dude that song is so i'm willing to admit it we talked about this in our like uh first episode right because it was the year of of album like this is definitely one of my favorite projects from 2020 Mm -hmm. Uh, and i fact checked it it was october 2nd okay the trailer was september but um okay yeah yeah so like definitely one of my favorite projects but like it feels like the second half of the album is like not a savage mode. Right. Like it, it's like he's, you know, they're like more like love songs or like yeah. And so part like of me wants weird, to part yeah. of me wants to defend it because I feel like there's a lot of elements from I am greater than I was that carried over, um, right. which worked for that project, right? But and so objectively, like all things aside, like if you remove the title, you remove the song names and just focus on the music itself, I think it's a very, very great project. Like yeah. it's up there, up there with I Am Greater Than I Was. But in the context of what you expect from a project like Savage, Savage Mode, Mode. Right? yeah, it missed the mark a little bit, even though it was really good because it just yeah. didn't fit the theme. You, you know, expect well. this classic horror core. Like that's what I expected. Yeah, because right? Savage Mode 1 fit the theme way better, yeah. right? Yeah. Than this project. And if Savage Mode 1, was a lot shorter too um but there were elements on here that fit like run in um block in my lap and many yep. men many men was a many men is insane well. yeah yeah and i like the morgan freeman narration a lot too like it it, it like really is put together well but it's not mm-hmm. put together as much as an ep it does feel yeah. almost like a, another full project like you were saying but yeah, yeah it's it a good project for sure I wish they had put knife talk on this project instead. Because it was actually, yeah, because it ends up on CLB, right? It was actually revealed that knife talk off CLB was actually from these sessions, right? It was from the Savage Mode 2 sessions. That would have been way better than Mr. Right now. Yeah, dude. Like, um, 
knife because the thing with knife talk is it's a phenomenal song like it's really good and it's actually the second highest charting song off clb right now other than sexy obviously yeah it is so which is crazy to me because like it could have been 21 savages right right um yeah and it, it doesn't fit the clb theme either right like it just but mr right now does like mr right now is so yeah. good for C- so yeah why didn't they flip it? you know what yeah. i mean yeah i, I, I completely I agree with you i don't know they probably had the reasons for that i i i bet you it was a drake thing drake was probably like ayo let oh. me take this from because clb was due to drop very soon at that time right? right so i don't know obviously 21 savage and drake they're they're tight so he probably 21 was like hey yeah you can have it whatever bro yeah whatever yeah <laughs> so uh, that's what we have going there but very solid project overall i just think savage mode one fits the theme better than savage mm-hmm. mode two even though i think savage mode two objectively is the better put together project right but i think savage mode one is better like I, I agree yeah when, when you take all things considered right because it's not yeah. just the music it's the theme right. and expectation right. and everything like that yeah so we move on to 2021 there because that was kind of his like lasting in 2020 again very kind of slow year for him this year right i mean he curated the ep for uh a spiral it, the ep right. is called spiral for like the book of saw soundtrack right um, and also had his feature on the off season by J. Cole, obviously, but that's a good feature, man. Yeah. My then, life. Yeah, Ooh. a really great feature. And then obviously we have knife talk, but I, I can't really think of anything else that he's done this year. Yeah. Um, he's due for an album now, man. It's been three years since the studio album, right? I I would count Savage Mode 2 like as an album sure. though. Like sure. I, I don't yeah, know if sure. people consider it one. It, they won't because it was thing. with Metro. Any anytime right. like the producer gets credited, it's typically not classified as a studio album, but they spent a lot of time on it and it was like well put together and had all the elements of a studio album, right? Yeah. With the samples and the narrate the narration by Morgan Freeman. But I think that we should get something from him in 2022, right? I would yeah, I was just about to did. say that. Yeah. Because he's not even performing at a lot of fest. I mean, he's going to be at Astroworld. Um, and I think he's at Rolling Loud New York right now. Mm-hmm. But that's pretty much it. Like, pretty quiet year from him so far. Uh, yeah. yeah. He's he's due for something very, very soon. So. Let's yeah, I think that covers the music. Yeah. Let's yeah, yeah, philanthropy a little bit, right? Yeah. I'll let you start on this one. Yeah, so, um, you know, I you first hearing 21 Savage in the context of, you know, Savage Mode and uh, Slaughter King, uh, like the next news I heard about him was this this first thing, like it in 2016, 2017, 2018. So starting in 2016, he mm-hmm. does like an Issa back to school drive, right? Like Issa and I, Issa album, Issa mm-hmm. back to school drive, where uh, he, you know, gets free haircuts, uh, school supplies, clothes for people in his yeah. uh, neighborhood in Atlanta. So that, that's just awesome, man. Like I, and he always uses his publicity to like spread the news about this event. Mm-hmm. Um, it's always, I always see it on Reddit whenever it comes around every year, like hip hop mm-hmm. heads, people are always talking about it. Like, you know, it's, it's really just phenomenal that he's able to use his platform to help people in his own neighborhood, like where he grew up, you know? Right. Yeah. hundred percent. And he's also very big on, you know, financial literacy, right? Yes. Like, I feel like it's something he, he's not one of those artists that blows his money, you know, like obviously you'll he has hear a that lot of it. songs. Yeah. yeah he, he references he has a lot it. of it. He has a lot of money, obviously, but he he'll be like, I'm rich, but I invest. In yeah. Something like, <laughs> like that. I love yeah. it. Yeah. It, it's yeah, great. So 
he tries to help young kids like learn how to make money and how to save it. Um, and then obviously, like you said, helping a lot of underserved communities in Atlanta. So great to see that he's involved with all of this. Cause I feel like not enough rappers do it, you know, right. So many right. rappers kind of just, they, they live like the typical rapper life, right. They make money and then they blow the money. You know what I mean? Like he uses his platform in, in really great ways and for things that matter to him, right. Yeah. Like financial literacy, helping his neighborhood, like, yeah just i i think he's a phenomenal guy like mm-hmm. honestly other than uh being other illegal, than his history but his you know like hey. illegal immigration <laughs> oh i don't even care about that bro <laughs> i think they dropped it right because right. what ended up happening was like so we'll talk more about it now but because it, it was a huge meme and he got arrested like during the super bowl right and then he was supposed to like i think he spent some time in jail too for it like mm-hmm. but I think what ended up happening was he was supposed to have like a deportation trial and then eventually they just dropped it. Right. Right. Like, I feel like somebody paid somebody or like, they were like, this dude is too prominent of a figure. Or like Drake came in and said, Hey, let him go guys. And they were like, Oh, it's not Drake. Even, we got him. Oh, wait, are you referencing the post? <laughs> I'm, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was like, Drake can get anyone into Canada. And it's like all these rappers who have felonies or whatever, and like, can't travel for whatever reason. It's right. Like, they get to immigration. They're like, sorry, you can't be allowed in. So they phone Drake. And within 10 minutes, they're like, right this way, sir. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, I feel like someone definitely vouched for him. Like maybe it wasn't Drake, but someone big in the hip hop community or like probably. politics probably vouched for him. Well, I, I mean, Drake got the key to the city, right? He probably just phones the mayor and is like, yo, right. yo let him in or something right. like that. So I don't know. I just find it funny. It's just like the power there is crazy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so what are we expecting from 21 in the future? I mean, Honestly, I, I think more of the same. I, I think he's yeah. kind of reached a certain like threshold at this point. I don't really see how he can evolve further just because I feel like he has like a sound and aesthetic that works for him. And I just think you're going to just see more of him executing the same, what he's been doing, just executing it well again in the future. Yeah, right? that's fair. That's fair. Like, uh, de- I definitely don't see any like crazy change into this like punk pop direction that right. other artists are doing, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and you know what? I'm more than happy with him, like staying in this lane he's carved out for himself. Cause I think yeah. he does it really well. I think well, he like, does. Yeah. It, it's always fun to hear his music. And I think maybe the one thing I, I would like to see that I hope is just like a more like, um, like subject matter. Like he, he's done really good at changing it before. Right. Like he started with this like horror core and then I am grave and I was, he got like more personal and more, right. um, nuanced right so I, I would like to see that continuation right like more nuanced lyrics um i know he's a father right mm-hmm. uh, you know i'm sure he has things to say about that i'm sure he has things to say about covid and all these other issues so i, I just want to hear more about what he has to say right yeah that's true and i think we'll get that because he definitely still stays like biographic in his lyrics right yeah so he yeah. talks about his personal life a little bit or not a little like a lot actually <laughs> right so, so, yeah, yeah I, I guess i guess what i'm saying is there's only so many things he can say about his his past life like growing up i want to hear a bit more about who he has become now like yeah. i'm interested in that story and Definitely. i think that's a story he hasn't told yet yeah i 100 agree so so here's here's another kicker question before okay, we okay. on this you think he's dropping something on Halloween this year? Do you think we're due for so. something? It's not going to happen because Thursday's already passed and I don't see him dropping anything that's not on a Thursday, right? So Really? Yeah. I don't know, man. I think we could get a surprise single, if anything. Mm-hmm. I don't think we're going to get like an album or anything, but yeah. 
Maybe, maybe. We'll see. All right. Well, that wraps up everything we've had for today. Pretty great on time, actually. I think we've gotten better at like doing these artist spotlights and them um, listenable shorter, for y'all. Yeah. <laughs> but more concise. You know, <laughs> we learned our lesson. Three from, hour Drake. Three one. hour Drake. Episode. Yeah. <laughs> and there was a lot to talk about that week, but okay. Still, that that one took forever. But yeah, I mean, thanks to everyone who listened this far. Uh, that was a lot of fun. Next week, day in Vegas preview. In two weeks, no episode. In three weeks, festival recap. And then four weeks, we'll be back to our regular schedule for the most part there. So that's what we've got going and hope that everyone will tune in um, for all that content.